0: That's right. When you hear that, you know it's time for We Nation Radio. What's happening, everyone? I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and thank you for joining us for, which is our very first, I guess, well, I guess it would be my second, but really my first podcast for We Nation Radio. And we got a wonderful show for you today. And before I get to my host, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. We Nation Podcast is the a podcast for Watoto Entertainment and Education. That's and Watoto is Swahili for children, and this is our platform where we provide twenty four seven online children's music radio uh, for that that plays R and B, hip hop, jazz, reggae, go go, um, calypso, and world music, and we play it all specifically for children and family families. And so you can always catch up with us and. And 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 enjoy the station. We did this because many times there weren't outlets for people that played this genre of music. And now we notice because of the work that many of us are doing and, and pushing down these doors, many artists are now getting opportunities to play their music all over. But until uh, as we still continue to fight, we want you to make sure that you go to WeNationRadio.com. You can go right here and you can listen 24 seven. Can you imagine that? 24 seven. Non-stop music where you hear the best, uh, as we call it, the best in global beats for little feet. And so you can check us out there. If you are an artist and you want your music to be played on the station, or if you have a question for us, just give us a call or, or really send us an email over at, to music at we nation radio.com. That's music at we nation radio.com. And so this is our, this is our platform. Uh, you can check us out. Um, as often as you can. But listen, the question you need to ask yourself is if your children aren't listening to We Nation Radio, then what are they listening to? They need to be listening to this because we're going to get rid of what I call music adultification. You know what adultification is? That's when we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music. That's right inappropriate adult music instead of age appropriate and culturally relevant music. That's what we are all about. So we're going to have some fun and I'm going to bring my guest in here so we can get this party started. I am so honored uh, to have uh, this young man that I uh, just became familiar with back in 2020. And he has taken over <laughs> the family music scene. Uh, he's blowing up. But the thing is, when you hear the music when you hear uh, what he represents, and you'll see why. I am so honored to bring to the uh, We Nation podcast the one and only He goes by Fuch and he his name is Harold Fuch uh, I, I know I always pronounce that right, wrong, but Harold Fuch Simmons. Let's welcome him to we nation radio what's happening my brother
1: what's up what's up uncle devin the man the myth the
0: legend What's good well that means i'm paying people well they keep my name going (laughs) (laughs) well listen man, i am so glad and honored that you you're my first true guest here on uh, my podcast video never done the video before but this is this is great so before we get started tell the audience a little bit about who you are who is future
1: Yeah, I'm really a music artist at heart. I've been making music since I was in middle school, basically, and it's really just been a journey to try to figure out first off how to do it for a living pursue and do what I want to do as a passion and I've kind of been pushing this direction to make songs about social justice racial equity liberation and just some positive good vibes I'm all about positivity and good vibes
0: oh yeah that, that, that's that's important I mean having the, the, the good vibes and and so what where, where
1: are you based out of right now I'm in the Bronx New York I moved oh. here in 2015 but I was raised in Nashville Tennessee oh. and born in Gary Indiana So now I know where that music comes from, that Nashville scene. Okay. There you go. There you go. And what
0: brought you to New York?
1: Really, uh, I feel like it was a better fit for my style of music. I considered either either moving to Atlanta or to L.A. or to New York. Atlanta, Mm -hmm. I felt like, was too close to home. I wanted to get a little bit of a different speed. I had been to Atlanta a lot. Um, I, I went to L.A. L.A. Mm-hmm. wasn't really my scene. And then when yeah. I hit New York, uh, things just really I really loved the energy of the city. I connected. I already had some friends here. Mm-hmm. So um, I figured that I could just move and shake here. And it's definitely been an advantageous move for me.
0: OK. Now, before we get into how you even got into the family music scene, uh, talk a little bit about your music history. Uh, and I know you've been doing some music for for a long while. So tell, tell the audience a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I first really started performing when I was um, in middle school with a band. Uh, Actually no, the band was in high school. So I had a band that was jazz and hip hop. We all played instruments and I rapped. And we were young, we were maybe 17. Our drummer at that time was 12. He was like a wow. prodigy, wow. you know? So we would play a lot of these older clubs mm-hmm. for 25 plus. We would cover the Gap Band. We would cover Stevie Whoa. songs. So we were that impressive young group who knew who knew the jams, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of my start at, at performing out a lot like that. And then eventually, unfortunately, we broke up. The band did, but I started, I kept doing my music as a solo artist and my first solo name was under future so i had that name from you know maybe like 2008 onward and then the other rapper name future came out so i had to go through the process of changing my name i tried to fight it for a while there was a period of time i tried to keep my name Future the Artist, Future the Rapper, but a couple people were were like, nah, you just go ahead and switch it up. But I kept it as as similar as I could because I really do like the idea of of Afrofuturism, time travel, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So I kept it as fuch. but uh, ever since then, been still releasing music, a couple projects, mixtapes. Had some cool little sponsor feature spots with Vibe Magazine. Ended up on MTV and uh, World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> but uh, really, since then, just kind of been honing in on my signature style, and it really has kind of settled upon educating entertaining and empowering because as a teaching artist I feel like I've always wanted to combine those two things to be able to go into a classroom go into a school into a library and even to just a venue and
0: be able to be consistent with my sound and stuff yeah and I think that's important because um you know having that that your own unique uh, sound is important and I know you talked about You was in a band, I know you said you rapped, but there was some that played music instruments. Do you also play an instrument?
1: Yeah, saxophone. So I started out playing saxophone. My dad played saxophone actually. And his dad played trumpet. He was a trumpeter in the army. So I remember growing up hearing a lot of John Coltrane and you Mm -hmm. know, Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker records on the turntables and such, blasted to the max. Mm -hmm. So basically that's definitely in my DNA as well. I was talking to some friends. They always tell me I got to pick back up the saxophone. I I haven't played in a while, but I'm I'm excited. I had a dream the other day. I picked it up and was killing it. So I think that's a sign (laughs) I need to go ahead and get back on it, but I play a little bit of keys. I got a bass. I, I just love instruments, you know.
0: Right, right. Well, I'd say take it, pick it back up because it, it can enhance what you're doing already with children, especially when we get to doing live performing. That's real uh, performances, and you can do so much with it. You know, I think uh, the person that, that I think you told me that first uh, introduced you to our family music scene was uh, Andres, one, two, three, Andres? That's absolutely correct,
1: yeah. Andres and Christina, they were the first ones that really um, showed me how diverse Mm -hmm. the scene was. And it really blew my mind because I was concerned Uh, that I didn't want to make kids music for the reason that I thought it all had to be preschool based nursery rhyme uh, you know kind of in that vibe twinkle twinkle little star you know right right. so I I didn't really understand that you know it's it's a very rich genre and in Uh some ways it's one of the most complete genres we have this category it's not even a genre it's it's more like a category of of topics that we talk about but just seeing all of the diversity in the scene and and how people are really pushing it forward it was very inspirational and and definitely
0: motivated me to continue on the path that I'm on well uh, and I owe a lot to both Andres and Christina we met I believe it was in 2013 Okay. Ironically, uh, we were in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, even though we both okay. were in this area at uh, the KindyCom festival that we had there. And um, but we've been partnering with each other ever since then. And and I'm glad to hear to uh, see that you also are starting to partner with a lot of people. So talk a little bit about your, your the songs you did um, that that led you to us. I know the first one I'm familiar with was your indigenous uh, song. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so Indigenous Peoples Day was
1: kind of the second or third classroom inspired song I had put out in my whole career. The first one I put out was the Black History Song for Kids in 2018. I did that under the suggestion of a third grade teacher at that time who I was teaching music and she said, can you put something together for my students that we can learn about the lesson? And I was doing a web series. So I said, sure, I'll do something because it could kind of be sarcastic for adults. Like, well, here's the history of black people in case you didn't know, but kind of framed it as a kid song. So I was like, that'll work. you know. It's not me stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm kind of just inching into that. But that song ended up getting bigger than all of my other songs that year, which was a message in itself because teachers, educators, students were all reaching out to me. So I didn't really put out another song that I would consider an educational song really until that indigenous people's day song last year in 2020 in October. And I knew that it was gonna be useful but right. I didn't really understand like how quickly it was spread. And almost immediately, just the fact that it was titled the way it was on YouTube, the fact that educators were searching for a video to put in their lesson plan, and also the fact that we're virtual this year because of the pandemic, a lot of remote and in-home schooling. I think a lot more uh, teachers were just you know on YouTube, on these sites looking for educational materials. So I noticed in my YouTube analytics, basically the biggest source of my views was Google Docs, Google slide shows. So teachers were really putting this in their lesson plans, sending it out to their students, sending it to other staff. I was getting tweets and on Instagram, I I saw like a couple hundred people put it in their Instagram stories and uh, Andres and Christina liked it. One, two, three Andres, they liked it. And I went to their Instagram page and was immediately just like, wow, they're they're like professional kids <laughs> yeah. music artists. Like I had never yeah. in my life really thought about, mm-hmm. you know, meeting someone like that or even I'd never encountered someone like that after being in the hip hop, urban music, soul music industry. Mm-hmm. So I was on their page. I saw that they had like a book deal with Scholastic Books, Latin mm-hmm. Grammy winners, etc., and was just really impressed and, and reached out to them and, you mm-hmm. know, said, Here goes nothing hey thank you for liking such and such i would love to connect with you and ask how you do this how you Mm -hmm. make a living how you etc and they were just really really welcoming and were a complete open book and really that's been the theme of everybody else i've been connecting with in the scene so far i say i haven't met a jerk yet you know i haven't met a bad person yet everyone's been so open you know i've been talking to people who've been doing this 15 20 plus years who have so much wisdom and i'm really just thankful very thankful for the wisdom that they have to share with me and it really makes me excited like i'm i'm doing the right thing so after that i had i was like okay now that i know the black history song for kids work indigenous people's day song beat that Black history song video almost immediately. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now I see a pattern of how my skill set can really be used and how it can spread. Mm-hmm. So then I did the Kwanzaa song and I reached out to Pierce Freeline mm-hmm. and spoke with him. And uh, I, there's this kind of thing that artists do, that people do online where you might follow them and reach out to them and show them love and they might just like the comment right. and not really respond, not really follow. So that's kind of my first sign of somebody might not be down to connect. So I was like, Pierce might do that. I wouldn't be mad because I saw he was busy. He was a city councilman. He was on uh-huh. the Today Show. But he immediately was just like, yo, let's connect. Let's link. Let's, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yo, that's, that's the sign. Like, that's the vibe, right? Right there yeah. so i was just really picking his brain because the thing about pierce is the fact that he wears so many hats as well mm-hmm. um It was very inspirational because I've always seen myself as I don't want to just do one thing. That's something I feel like a lot of us have in common. Uh So I was really asking him how he juggles so many different projects. And he was really putting me on game about that as well. And then at the Uh end of the conversation, I said, so about a collabo, you know, what's the what's the (laughs) process for that? He said, "Yo, let's start with a beat. I'm down. Look, second I got off the phone, (laughs) I started cooking (laughs) some up sent it to him the next day i was like what's good (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing pierce already had a kwanzaa song for a maya angelou project Mm -hmm. with like uh i can't remember i think uh a, a really big jazz musician on it and stuff so I was like okay so that's a no
0: that's a no he, he probably
1: don't want another one in his discography but <laughs> no nah, he got back with me shot me yeah. back the vocals real quick so I'm really thankful he did that and then the, I feel like the third song in the series is the most recent one the black women in history song
0: with Reese and Nook. and now we got to talk a little bit about that and how you know what what how did that come about? And just talk about—I mean—the success. is blowing up on on family music radio stations everywhere, which I'm I'm
1: still shocked about. I'm honestly humbled and shocked about it. Period, and really, really thankful um it was an idea that i had in my phone notes have you ever written like lyrics or like a a line or two that'll come into your head i don't know if you do that where i'll just type it out yeah so i i have black women in history gotta say it loud so it's not a mystery some 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 where the sisters be like that's all i had right (laughs) and then it was christmas time i was with my family in florida at the end of last year for christmas and Mm -hmm. um was just really thinking about how I could make the song happen, I didn't have a beat or anything, but sure enough, I just put out the Kwanzaa song and Black History Month was right around the corner, so I figured, you know, it's kind of unrealistic to make it happen within this quick window of literally a month and a half, Mm -hmm. but I said, you know, I'm going to try, so I started cooking up a little beat, enough to be confident to start reaching out to people to collab, and I just hit up, you know, Christina and Andres, I hit up Mm -hmm. a few other people and said... Yo, who were some amazing black women vocalists in the scene? Like it was a couple that I had known of and right. I had just recently connected with Snook Nook through Christine and Andres. We hopped mm-hmm. on a Zoom call. So I I figured Snooknook might be down. So I I asked her, hit her up. She said Absolutely. Yeah. And my only caveat was like, yeah, but you know, we'd have to finish in like two weeks, so
0: <laughs> it's
1: it's kind of around the corner. So if yeah. you can't do that, just let me know. And she's yeah. like, no, I I'm, I'm ready. So I was yeah. like, okay. So then I also reached out to Reese Palmer as well, who I hadn't met at okay. the time at all. So I kind of just sent her an email that I found on. um Her Instagram, I guess, it went to her Mm -hmm. email address. I reached Mm -hmm. out. I said, hey, this is me. This is a song I just did with Pierce. I love what you did with Pierce, the My Body, My Choice song, which I think, yeah, I think I was first familiar with to do that song. That song is just so fire, so absolute fire, and just so necessary, too. Mm -hmm. It's like those simple ideas that you don't really think about to put in songs that is what has me so fired up and and inspired so i reached out to her just to connect i had listened to her album recently with my dad over that break Uh and was just like dad you know if i could get her on a song he was just like she is professional. She, <laughs> I was like, I know. So that's when I called her out to that. I was a little bit nervous because I hit the Google real quick, okay, and looked up her uh, bio, and I was like, Billboard charted. <laughs> What's this performed at the White House? Uh,
0: <laughs> so
1: I was a little bit nervous going to the conversation. I was like, you know, I just want to meet, and if you, you know, you ever wanted to collaborate, and she was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, well, I do have this one idea that will have to be done in two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> Put that on that too, and she said let's do it let's yeah. do it so i went back home for new year's cooked it up real quick mm-hmm. and i actually i wrote the whole thing and sang their parts so i was what? on like uh i would try to do the octaves up but the first yeah. time i did it too low so they sent me the vocals i was like okay i should have sang it higher okay for your voice basically sent it yeah. back they sent me back their vocals real quick so really this was my first situation having that kind of writer thing like that you know like the dream or somebody like that who write a song for carrie hilson or something like that so yeah it really encouraged me as well seeing what the song has done so far and resonated with people Mm -hmm. like i just started producing for myself again i've never really written for another artist like that so it's kind of encouraged me to like i'm i'm down to do
0: that more again as well okay well you know i i you know, you talk about Reese Palmer and I i told Reese this and when I first heard her CD, I think it was 2013 when she released it, I was scrolling through as I do, searching for all of these wonderful artists. And I came across her CD and I immediately I did what, you, what you did, I immediately reached out to her. Uh, we've been communicating ever since. But I told her that I thought that her CD is probably within the top five most underrated family children's CDs ever. That's her children's CD called Best Day Ever. Best but, day, Best Day Ever. Wow. Oh, man, that, that that CD is just it was I mean, it, it had a little bit of everything in it, but um but I'm glad that you collaborated with her. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with Snook Nook. She's going to be a guest uh, before too long here on, awesome. on the podcast. And, but that's what we do here at We Nation Radio. And for those yeah. that are just tuning in, you're listening to Uncle Devin uh, here on We Nation Podcast. And my guest is uh, Harold Fuch Simmons, uh, who uh, is coming to us and, and somewhat of a newcomer to the family music Center, but not a newcomer to uh, making people smile Making people, uh, educating people And um, and I'm glad that you were able to check out his music For those um, You know, future As we're talking uh, I would have uh, probably played one or two of your songs Right now while we're talking So people get a chance to hear some of the music uh, what, what you got coming up uh, what, What's on your horizon for uh, 2021? I'm really excited
1: I'm working on an album this year I'm in album mode now Which okay. I haven't done a full-length album since 2011 i've just right. been doing eps singles yes. here and there i think i've done three or four eps so this is the first time that i've had a clear focus i know mm-hmm. i want the album to be social justice based right. uh, with the topics of songs being around that a lot of empowering songs um mm-hmm. and i know i want to collab with as many different artists in the scene okay. and especially once i've noticed this collaborative vibe like Mm-hmm. that's something that kind of lay dormant in me for a while just in the hip hop and popular music industry is it was really hard to connect and collab with people cuz we're mm-hmm. all fighting we're all yep. hungry not you know just fighting yep. for any Recognition as we can get. So it's hard to sometimes connect with people. People tend to be clicked up for a reason because you have to have a team, you know, in order to be able to make it to certain levels in the industry. Mm-hmm. But I've always been the kind of artist who I, I really like artists like Pharrell. Yeah, I like artists yeah. like Will I Am who yes. just are so diverse in what they do and how they do. That's kind of how I fashion myself as a writer and as a producer besides just the rapping. So I'm really excited to, so far I've been working on collaborations with a ton of people and I love how everyone's process is different. I love how, um, you know, the writing styles are just so varied and it's really making me a better artist as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to drop that project um, in June and have it be a Juneteenth kind of release. Even if it's not on that day, have it focus on that day that the last slaves in America found out they were freed. And I feel like that'll be a good culminating kind of event as well.
0: Well, you know, we still are fighting for freedom Um, and as African, you know, African spirit, we have we almost have no other choice. And one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I I used to work a nine nine to five job, you know, and I left that my wife and I have realized that there's an opportunity for us to create something new and stop waiting on other people to create it for us. So I'm glad to hear hear that you're creating something uh, that we that that all of our community can, can actually, you know, get behind. So I, I'm just excited about it. I can't wait for your project to, um, to, you know, to, to come forth. And, uh, I know I've been posting all your information, um, uh, below, but if you can let people know again, the best way to reach you
1: best way, probably hit me on Instagram, on Facebook or on Twitter, just hit at future. That's at f-y-u-t-c-h that's across all the socials you can hit my website fuge.com you can hit my youtube fuge really i'm super responsive
0: on everything okay and i'm I'm gonna also say something i know we talked a little bit before but you know i love the fact that you also focus on um holidays i know you've dealt with a lot of holidays and i've it's like every holiday i'm always In education mode, letting people know the true origin of it. And I shared with you a little bit that perhaps we can even do something around Veterans Day. I would Uh, love that. And, you know, and just to let the audience know, you know, Veterans Day uh, didn't start off as Veterans Day. It was actually called Armistice Day. It was a day that countries around the world got together to celebrate peace, not war. Um, My understanding of Veterans Day uh most people think it is simply to honor those who are veterans but it was a campaign to encourage and recruit more people to war versus those that are coming to peace and so um you know I support organizations like veterans for peace uh who um, those who were, were in the military, but they come out and they say, well, listen, we need to fight more for peace than we are at war. And when you live in a country that spends more money on military than it does on social programs, we know we got a long way to go. So I'll get back with you. I'm going I'm to a, I'm a surprise you with a, a couple of uh, demos, or if you have an idea, let me know, and we can see what we can come up with. I'm
1: super duper down because yeah. I didn't even know that till you told me about it. Yeah, so I feel like that'll be an excellent tidbit of information that students will want to learn about the teachers and really just the
0: general public. Yes. we would definitely be putting people on for that, so that would be a powerful one. It is, and that and that, but that's what music is all about. That's what music and art is all about. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait for your other uh, songs to drop. You always have. A space here to be able to come and and let me know you know we can share the information with everyone i'm as i'm still learning all these different platforms it's going to get bigger and better so uh just letting the audience know you stick stay with we nation radio and you'll we'll make sure that uh we give you all the new old school new school uh artists that are out there and uh and i didn't ask you i know you said you're a dad um uh, talk talk about your children yeah, my daughter, she's Your three.
1: Daughter? Mm-hmm. She her name is Aura. She's super bright, loves to talk. She'll hold a conversation with anybody. <laughs> sometimes I have to pull her away. She's in a phase now where she's dressing herself. You know, I'ma just let her rock. It don't yeah. always match, but I'm like, I'ma let that creativity <laughs> rock. Right. Sometimes we'll be watching the hair videos on YouTube. That's our new little favorite thing to do. Oh, yeah. okay. So she'll kind of stretch out her hair, try to wrap it up. She it's might wonderful. tangle it sometimes, but I like the fact that she's starting to explore a lot of that now
0: absolutely absolutely i um i have a song called no such thing as good or bad hair um i'll nice. I have to send it over to you you can share it with her but it's it's about a young girl about her age that was well, a little older named monet who got teased because of you know her hair was kinky um and we just talk about you know educating them about the importance of that not only if hair you know plays but it's our crown you know it's, it's, it's our crown, it's our crown, and, crown. And, and, and the and to be honored with that so well listen um I'm going to um we're going to uh, go move forward with this. I'm going to um uh, thank you again for taking some time and being with me today. Um I'm looking forward to really again creating this platform for people like yourself can can shine and that's really what's most important. So thank you for doing what you do and you know my wife calls it cooperation. No, no, competition. That's what she calls it. Cooperation. There is competition in our industry but not really. I mean it's The more you grow and the more you shine, it has a positive light on all of us in the family music and vice versa. That's real. That's real. And so um, it's only through helping others, you know, uh, that I know that I can even progress. So while I have a CD that will be coming out, I'm going to focus the majority of my, my time moving forward and just creating these platforms. And so you can definitely look forward to that.
1: Well, look, I appreciate that, and your reputation speaks for itself. The We Nation brand; everybody that I talk to in every corner of this scene sings your praises, you know, including people like Reese, including everybody that I've chatted with. So, I really thank you for opening up your platform to me as well, and I hope to be able to return the favor in any way that I
0: can. Uh, thank you very much, and again, you're listening. To, you've been listening to Harold fuch Simmons, and he is. Uh, you can reach him at. F-Y-U-T-C-H dot com and you can also uh, reach them at uh, F, uh, I guess at F-Y-U-T-C-H uh, on any of the social media platforms. So I want you to make sure you catch up with him. I want to thank him for being here and I want to thank you all for being here. Uh, we're learning something new. This is a new new technology for us, but we're going to get bigger and better as we move forward. So make sure you go and visit us at WeNationRadio.com. We're going to be um, moving forward. And if you're available on Wednesday nights uh, from 7 to 8 p.m., uh, we uh, we have our show on WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C., but you can stream it live. Uh, you can go to uh, WeNationRadio.com and click on WPFW and all the streaming information is there. Uh, we will probably play a portion of this interview that we just did with Fuge uh, on an upcoming show, possibly um, next next Wednesday. But nonetheless, we want you to uh, just follow us there. And also, if you need to reach us, you can uh, contact us at music at we nation radio.com. If you if you're an artist and you want to be interviewed, if you want your music shared, we are creating these platforms we have to build. And again, I always tell people it's not my nation it's we nation. So I'm going to leave you with my my saying, as I always say, and we always say here at the Uncle Devin show, life is a drum. So beat it.
1: This is brought to you by the...